This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Jaden Schaefer from the AI Chat Podcast. Today, I'm doing a podcast episode with my good friend Ryan from the Chat GPT Report. We're excited to do an episode together today, talk about what we're seeing in AI, and tell you a little bit about uh, each other's podcasts. I definitely recommend you go check out Ryan's podcast, which is the Chat GPT Report for some incredible news. But taking this over to you, Ryan. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Excited to do this with you, Jane. And again, Jane's part of multiple podcasts, which I'm sure he'll tell you about, but his big one is the AI Chat, which is on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts and wherever you find your podcast. But I'm really excited for both of us just to talk about AI and have some questions covered on each other, like, you know, what was your favorite episode and common misconceptions and, and stuff like that, that I think you, the audience, might really enjoy from two people that, you know, have been running podcasts since basically the beginning. So let's kick it off. You know, Jane, what is your favorite episode or topic that you've covered on your podcast? And why does it, why do you think it stands out to you? To be honest, it's that's such a hard question because like so much has happened this year. But like just recently, um, some really interesting concepts I've been looking at are autonomous agents. Um, and I think that those are going to be coming out later this year. That's really exciting. This week, I did like three episodes on um, some of the advancements in video and AI. I think that's really kind of going to be the next wave. So for me, those are like some of the really exciting areas. And then as far as like interviews go, I've done some interviews with some phenomenal guests um, having jack mccauley one of the co-founders of oculus was like really interesting to see like because he was kind of in the whole like virtual reality wave right and now coming into like the whole ai wave asking him like similarities and what he you know predicts in the future for that so that's been phenomenal what, what about yourself uh what are some of your favorite topics or podcasts you've done yeah well let, let me give you a quick plug jane also has a ton of great interviews there's a lot like he's the oculus founder as well as some other individuals that are just really in the space and i've listened to a couple they're really good so He's got a lot of interviews. My podcast had about three or four. But we're working on getting more, but he's, he's really he's really got a, a finger on the pulse out there. Um, I think for me, uh, it's actually an older episode. I, I, I kind of echo you with the text to image stuff, which has been unreal, but I feel like I cover that on every one of my podcasts. Like I talk about Midjourney and Adobe and Dolly all the time. Um, but uh, an episode that I really uh, resonated with was episode 38, which was, um, it was about a trip notes, which... AI basically made an itinerary for you for a vacation, right? And I'm all about kind of the everyday man uh, AI. And to me, that type of stuff where you can get a full itinerary of a vacation and it actually worked was to me incredible. You know, you got your chat GPTs and your, and your Claude and stuff that can do that. But when you have a system that can, you point at a map and say, hey, make me a three-day itinerary for the vacation in Miami. And it'll do it and tell you the time's opening. I mean, it was, to me that was one of my favorite episodes to cover because I think the research on it too, like I was sitting in there mm -hmm. just digging through and trying to figure out if I could break the thing. And, and I really couldn't. And you know, that, that episode was boy, probably back in May. So the advancements in that have become, you know, so far from that. Um, but yeah. And, and, uh, kind of to resonate with you, I mean, have you been looking at, you know, you talk about the, the video stuff. Have you been looking at runway a lot? recently? Yeah. Yeah. Runways. 
yeah, Runway's super cool. Um, I I actually watched like I saw a Twitter thread that was really interesting. Uh, I think I retweeted it. So follow me on Twitter at Jaden underscore AI if you want to uh, see it. But it was really cool. So Runway did like a Academy Awards kind of like video competition. Um, and so yeah, I saw a Twitter thread where someone just got like had a compilation of a bunch of videos that were in that. I think it's impressive. Um, you know, I mean, period, if we have generative AI creating video, but what I will say, there definitely are a lot of people that are like looking at, we'll see that Twitter thread or looking at some of that technology and those videos coming out being like, oh man, it's like, it's not perfect. It's not there yet. Like, and like, I, I, I like understand that, but like what I will say to those people is like this technology is on a crazy upward trajectory. It's going to get really, it's going to get perfect. Eventually you'll watch it and it looks just like a, a video of an actual person. You won't be able to tell the difference. And so I'm excited for kind of the evolution. I think that's one of the big waves that we're seeing. Um, And what's interesting for me in that whole video space is that I feel like um, video is like kind of a compilation of all the other generative AI tools combined. So there's like, of course, natural language processing because you have to tell exactly what you want. And so it uses that to do the natural language processing to determine it, but also um, like the script and like if a person's talking, then you're going to be using like generative audio for that. And then just for the like, we know a video is just essentially like a thousand frames of pictures. So it's like it's using the, you know, stable diffusion models to generate like the the images. So it's so cool to me that it's like it's got the text, it's got the image, it's got the audio. And then on top of that, you have to do like music in the background if you want like a certain mood or whatever. So it could do generative music. And then like if you say a beach there's a crashing wave and a seagull flying. Like it's got to do a seagull sound effect and a crashing wave sound effect. It's got to line those up with the video. It is so freaking complex. Um, but that's what yep. gets me really excited is it's like every type of generative AI on steroids is used to create video. So that's why it's a little bit behind, but it's going to be crazy when this stuff rolls out, um, you know, and is more widely available. Yeah. And, and you know, you make a great point. Like when it first came out, I remember doing a runway episode about it and, I, I was less than impressed, right? But that was only five, six months ago. And now it, it, it really is that incredible. And also too, I mean, look at look at Dolly and Midjourney uh, from last December. You know, everyone was talking about how it could make a good picture. It was too fuzzy. I mean, Dolly, when it originally came out, was, was, was not that great. I mean, it was very instant that you could say that was AI that generated. Now, you look at the, some of the stuff people are creating and you're like, how, that, that doesn't even look it's incredible and so um i don't know all the back end to it but i do know that where are we going to be you know five months from now from all this stuff that people are saying oh well it didn't really look that great we'll see but you know five six months it's so. so crazy the the advancements happening there ryan one thing i would love to ask you about like because i know you you look at a lot of this ai and a lot of the development in ai stuff is there anything in ai that concerns you like that worries you that you're like oof like don't like that or like that seems like it could potentially problematic like what do you have any like concerns around ai and what you're seeing yeah i i think that's more kind of on the political side is what what i hear a lot of people saying is who's controlling the data that's going in i think that's what concerns me because i think if you let ai kind of do its thing and just show it the world i i, I think it would come to pretty good conclusions but i my concern is who's got the finger you know on her hand on the throttle that's that's what concerns me. I mean, not this stuff doesn't worry me actually as much as maybe a lot of it, it should because I'm seeing a lot of people worry that it's going to take 
a ton of jobs, right? And I had an episode uh-huh. where it did take some jobs on like, uh, gosh, I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a basically a coding group that they everyone's using ChatGPT and 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 a and a Bard to figure out code and whatnot. And so this group is getting killed right now because they can't. No one's going into these forums to ask, answer these questions. Um, but I think what I'm seeing is people who aren't very good at certain things. It's turning them more into generalists. Right. And you don't have to be an expert anymore. For example, um, coding, I can now do basic coding. I'm, if, if my audience is listening, they know I'm the first one to tell you I'm not a great coder, but now I can do some pretty basic coding because of AI. So I don't necessarily think it's pushing people out of jobs quite yet. Um, but I think there is a concern with that. I just don't know what jobs are going to be pushed out. I mean, as I always say on the pod, you know, AI is not going to take your job at someone who is using AI well. And, and I truly believe that because, you know, my job, I do LinkedIn posts and stuff. It takes me five minutes. What used to take me two hours of proofreading now takes no time at all. And I can do other things as well. So maybe the concern is lo- uh, jobs losing, lost, but then also, too, every technology has always replaced something. So mm-hmm. it, I, I really don't know what, what, what my... What a real concern was that other than, like I said, the throttle. What about you? What do, you do you have one to this one? Um, well, I would say, like, I have to agree a little bit with you. At the beginning, you know, you mentioned kind of the political aspect. And I think uh, seeing some of the regulation coming out of China uh, just last week where essentially they said, like, uh, if you want to train an AI model in China and they find that more than, like, 5% of the data in there goes against the Chinese Communist Party's, like, mm-hmm. uh, doctrine or, like, their, you know, whatever, their beliefs then your your model gets banned or if you have anything in there that is you know they've, they've been banning with their like firewall like internet censorship program if anything that you know wasn't that they're banning is in your thing then you get banned so my concern is like essentially there'll be a bunch of countries i mean really china so i'll just say it's china probably um but Maybe china's gonna make saudi these... arabia in there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a handful, right? But I think China's got like probably maybe the most money right now, but you're right. There's a handful of others. They're going to make these AI models that ideologically agree with them. They don't ne- it's not necessarily our beliefs here in the West. And my concern is that they're going to get embedded into um they're going to get embedded into like technology tools uh and software that gets shipped to us. And so inevitably now we're going to have these like AI models or we're going to have AI that maybe doesn't align with what we believe in ideologically as a country or not. All right. So what are some misconceptions people have about AI that you kind of found yourself debunking frequently uh, on your show, if, if at all, really? I think one of the biggest ones is a lot of people tend to think that AI is going to be dominated by Google, OpenAI, Amazon, maybe Apple someday. Like they pretty much just think like the top tech players are going to be the top tech dominating like uh, platforms and that, you know, ChatGPT is going to be the number one uh, text and MidJourney is going to be the number one image. I actually really see the future of AI being um, where there's thousands and thousands of different AI models that all are specializing in very specific things. I think AI is going to get a lot more commoditized than we see today. And so, um, yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions is like some Stanford researchers earlier this year essentially did a study where they built PubMed GPT, which was like all the publicly available medical journals. They stuck them all together, made a little GPT that could answer medical questions. And it's like, it's pretty good. But if you wanted this to be even better, you'd train a model specifically off of heart disease or breast cancer and have specialized models just for those things. So I think that's really where the whole industry eventually goes. 
Um, and then, you know, depending on your use case, you'll go find like the perfect AI model that specifically addresses your need. And there'll probably be platforms that allow you to access all of it. That's what I'm trying to build with AI uh, box. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of the big misconceptions. What about yourself? Yeah, I, I think it's a great answer, really. I, I think the one of the misconceptions that, that I think is, is similar to what you had is um, thinking, except more on the end where, well, I'll go back a little bit. I think the thing that I hate the most is when people on Twitter, the second an update happens, or X now, the second an update happens from Midjourney or Dolly, they're like, it's the death of the other guy. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's not. It's a cool update. They both they both do their things. You know, Midjourney's way better at, at artistic design. Dolly actually follows yeah. instructions is what I've seen, you know, and Adobe uh, it is right in the middle there. So each one of them has their thing that they're really, really good at. Um, so I think there'll be more than just one. I think the big thing is you're seeing a lot of these little companies come up and they need the horsepower on the back end. And that's why they're teaming up with these big companies like Microsoft um, and, and Google. You know, you have to have a big company on the back end to be doing this. Um, but I, I think one of the mis other misconceptions is thinking that it can do everything. You, you know, you still have to put some work in right now. It's not just do this for me. You know, you, you, you can ask it to make me a contract. Uh, you know, I did it for construction. Make me a construction contract between us and a general contractor. And it did a good job, but I had to insert a couple of things. And there were some nuanced things that I know about our business that needs to be added. So I think sometimes people go, oh, AI is going to take over everything. It's already doing everything. And it's like, well, it really isn't. There is some effort to be put in still. Uh, you got to make sure the prompts are good for text to image. You know, you can't just say, make me a mountain, right? You got to say like, hey, I want a snow-capped mountain, Colorado-esque looking, and then, you know, I want it in water pastel a look. So I think there's that's something I see a lot of a lot of people think, that, oh, you know, it's going to take back to what I had said earlier, too, with taking jobs. It's not there's still some effort to be required. But now in five, 10 years, you know, will people look back on this pod and go, wow, Ryan had a really bad take? Maybe, but it's five, 10 years from now, right? <laughs> yeah, no one's going to remember this in five years. Um, but but uh, I'll bring it up. I'll uh, I'll find the clip and we'll be oh, doing boy. a joint podcast and I'll, I'll bring it up. No, I'm just kidding. I, no, I think you're, I think you're pretty uh, spot on with, with that. And I don't know, uh, something you were saying just reminded me of something. So I'm just going to bring it up. And that is, uh, you're talking a little bit about um, the different AI generated things. I saw the coolest thing on LinkedIn uh, that I just shared today. And that was that, um, and this, I guess, kind of goes into the whole image generating like sphere. It was, so it's the Photoshop one. Not one that I've used. <laughs> yeah. Not one that I've used a ton is the the photo generating one. But um, essentially there was a girl and it was a video of her walking down like a field or just a big blank field in front of a school. And they yeah. used the Photoshop one highlighted the whole area in front of her and then just said like create a castle here boom in that spot it creates a castle and then it was like create leaves on the ground in this area and boom it did that and it like created mountains and it, the, the whole thing is incredible what's interesting to me is that they used uh the image aspect for a bunch of pieces but the, it was still a video of her walking down the hill so like if you layer that on Ooh. adobe premiere pretty much it still looks like a video of her walking down a hill and everything else just kind of looks like in the background it's so crazy. These these technologies, I think, like you mentioned, really are so different. Um, and yeah, the, every update is not going to kill all the other companies doing something different. Like that use case I just explained on Photoshop is completely different than what I'm going to use Dolly or Midjourney for. So I think uh, they all have their, their different strengths and weaknesses. And the more tools that come into this platform, 
the more exciting it's it's going to be and, and the more competition and uniqueness. And we're going to be using so many different tools for so many different things. Okay, Ryan, yeah. I have to ask you because you kind of, of course, you know, we made a joke about your your predictions uh, in, in five years or whatever. I would love to ask you though, are there any predictions uh, that you would make about where AI goes in the next five years um, that, uh, you know, you, you kind of see the industry going in a, in a particular direction just based off of everything you've seen this year so far and covered on your podcast? Yeah, I, I you know, I hate to give a forecast sometimes because I, 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 I'm as clueless too. I'm like, what, what is going to happen? Um, I, I think what I think about, and I think in historical terms, though, is just like how quickly you get news from Twitter, how that kind of, you know, no one reads the newspaper. I mean, the newspaper is yesterday's news. It, it, well, it is yesterday's news, but it's, you know, Twitter, it, the news is immediate. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the in, the iPhone industry changed how we're doing business, you know, the BlackBerry, all that stuff. I think in five years, it's going to be something that's more like, I can't believe we're, we, were, we were even doing this. Like, it, it'll be, how did that even happen? Um, so I, you know, if I had an idea where, where we'd go in five years of what it would be like, uh, I'd be a billionaire. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's not the case right now. But I, I, I don't, don't forget I, me you when know, you are. Yeah. What I do see happening, though, is it being more into everyday life. There's a lot of people out there that don't even have got t- not even touched ChatGPT, which has been out for almost a year now. And so a lot of people have no idea about it coming down the line. I think the biggest thing, and I've said this on the podcast um, before, is Copilot. And the reason I say that is because it's ingrained in Word and Excel. And everyone in business uses it, basically, unless you're using Sheets. Uh, in Google, which means you're already kind of using the AI in there because they've already got some stuff out there. Same thing. So, yeah, yeah. I think I think the technology that will change something is something that will integrate into everyday life. Because as you and I know, you go to Midjourney, you got to open up a new tab. You go to Adobe, you got to open up a new tab. You go to any one of these, uh, you know, trip notes. You have to open up a whole new tab to use it. What what technology is going to be just right there, right in front of you on your phone that you're using every day? And I think that's what excites me about. The iPhone, not the iPhone. I'm, I'm sorry. The Google phone, how the AI is already built into the to the camera ta- or the, the picture taking with the generative fill, the changing mm. the faces. That type of stuff is what will be, get people more into AI as well as just going. I had no idea was even using it. Um, but that that's what I'm seeing is what can integrate into everyday life. Um, but other than that, I really don't know what's going to happen in five years. I'm boof. I, I I wish I knew. I know it's a decade of AI. I really do think that, but I I don't I don't have a great answer for that. I, do you have a better answer than me? I hope you do. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know if I have a better answer. I will just give you one thing I am excited for within the future of AI. Um, and I know, like, I've th- this whole week I've been on a real like generative AI video kick. So, like, you know, I, I'm sure if if people are sick of it, you can plug your ears, but. This is what I think is going to be cool that will eventually happen. I was talking to uh, Jack McCulley, the, the co-founder of Oculus, about this. And that is that generative AI video will get so good that eventually you're going to be able to like direct your own movies with it. You're going to be able to pick who the actors are and maybe like it's on a platform like, you know, Netflix still. And so those actors are still going to get a royalty. You get to pick like the type of movie, the script. You get to pick the setting. You get to pick like all sorts of cool stuff. And it's like instead of sitting there, uh, and maybe this is not as big of a problem for most people, but for me, I swear my, my wife and I, when we're trying to pick a movie to watch, I can spend time um, like 
just as much time looking for a movie as almost watch one. We'll watch like 10 trailers before we actually get the right one. And I'm pretty sure my wife has like a very specific set of criteria that she looks for when she wants to see a movie. So I'm pretty sure she could say chick flick, these 10 actors in it. This is the storyline. And she'd be like just thrilled to, to watch it. But no, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, it's going to really make it so that the user all of a sudden becomes like the creator in a lot of ways. Uh, anyways, it's going to be fascinating. I, I know it's a small thing, but I am excited for that aspect. Yeah. And I want to, I want to touch up with that as well, too. I mean, that, I think that that's a great point you make because think about all the people that have truly great ideas and now they could potentially do it on their own and make a quick, you know, short 10 minute, well, kind of like how YouTube is right now where you see these, I, I watch a lot of history. I love history and I love military history particularly. And there's a lot of these great YouTubers that make these fantastic videos about certain battles, right? I never even heard about some of these things. Think about that, but like in the movie sense where it's, hey, I've got a great 10 minute, 15 minute idea for a movie and it's not going to take me as long because of everything coming out that can assist me in making this movie. I mean, I saw a guy on Twitter just the other day. I, I reposted it. It was a star. He did like a Star Wars theme and it was just the images kind of zooming in and out, but it was just a minute and a half and it was so captivating. And I was thinking, man, I... I hope that someone comes up with a like a quick little series on that because that is, that would be phenomenal. So to me, that excites me because you, you can get some of these little guys making really cool shows that hey, this thing's got millions of views. This thing's really good. Kind of kind of how I view, you know, um, TV shows. Now we're in the golden age of TV shows because they're making them all the time, right? And yeah. so what what's going to happen from there? And and like you said, with the the hand selection of being like, hey, I want these actors and this like that. That is a very, very good point. I hadn't even heard of that yet. So that that is very exciting for me as well, just hearing you talk about it now. So th that's the billion-dollar idea right there, okay? Yeah, so fascinating. There's so many exciting things coming down the pipe. Listen, Ryan, it has been phenomenal chatting with you uh, and on your podcast today about everything you know happening in AI. Um, for any of my listeners that I'm going to share this on my podcast with, what is a good way for them to find your podcast? What's a good way for them to find your social? Like, tell them how they can find you to get more of your insights. Yeah, so I, I'm the Chat GPT Report, typically one word on most of the things. I'm on Twitter as well as LinkedIn, and it is a purple logo of GPT, so it's pretty easy to find. And that's the, it's with the, the Chat GPT Report. Um, and I, we have a website too, because uh, I used to have a co-host. And so you can find me there. You can find me on uh, Spotify as well as Apple. What about you, Jane? Tell tell uh, tell my listeners what's going on with you. Yep, come find me at AI Chat. It's you know on every streaming service, um, covering AI news on daily, pretty much. I'm probably not as uh, as good at social media as Ryan, but I post a lot on the podcast. If you're interested in AI news and and what's happening there, would love to have you uh, join me for the journey. Um, to all my listeners and to Ryan's listeners, thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast today. This is an awesome collaboration. We hope to be able to do this more often. I'd love to keep up with you once a month or so, Ryan, and see, you know, get your perspectives and see what you're seeing. Uh, this has been fantastic for my listeners. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to rate both of us wherever you get your podcasts and have a fantastic rest of your day.